is deceitful, and beauty is vain. But a woman who fears the Lord is to be praised. Proverbs 31.30 This is Faithful Women. Alrighty. This week we're talking about loyalty and we're in chapter 10. Um, <clears throat> this chapter was pretty short. <laughs> and um, if you can't tell, we have kids. <laughs> in, gonna mute you. <laughs> I thought I just muted me. No, you're not muted. <laughs> Um, so, yeah, our sweet little babies. <laughs> Anyways, let's get started. Chapter 10, loyalty. All right, so it talks about, it starts out talking about the forms, how loyalty is a form of faithfulness, um, and how loyalty means just following through, um, God's dependable, like this is talking about God and his um, attributes. He's dependable, reliable, consistent, and unwavering. He never changes. And then at the bottom of the first page on 77, it says he will never leave us or forsake us. And um, it just kind of talks, you know, like we are to be loyal to our friends, to our family. Um, and, you know, because ultimately we're striving to be like him and these are his attributes, and um, we are to be loyal. This can be in the form of being like he is. Um, so then it brings us to the point that we choose our loyalties. So we choose what we're loyal to. I think we all would agree on that. Um, you know, it can be easy to say you're going to do something and then back out or I don't know, um, commit to something and then, you know, it could be easy to not always be consistent or to be loyal, but we just should remember to do our best. And I'm not saying circumstances don't come up and, you know, I wasn't at church Sunday. Arlie Ray has an ear infection. I wasn't at work today because Arlie Ray, I wasn't, I didn't bring her to gymnastics today. Like, you know, there's times when things happen and come up and you just can't help it um everybody that's on here is a mom so i know y'all understand um but you know in the most part like if you say you're going to do something do your best to strive to do it um one thing that i can take from this so far is you know just being loyal to our bible study and all of y'all are and y'all have been and that's a good thing and that's one thing that we can point out and say you know, like this is an example of loyalty. Um, we've been faithful in our Bible study. Here we are almost at the end and y'all been doing a great job with it. And I do appreciate y'all for being loyal because I know, you know, especially with the babies that it's not always easy for schedules and timing. So anywho, um, on page 78, it, in Matthew 6, 24 it says no one can serve two masters for either he will hate the one and love the other or else he will be loyal to the one and despise the other you cannot serve god and mammon that's matthew 6 24 
And it says, Jesus makes it clear that we cannot love both God and the world. The Christian must forsake the world and follow Christ. You cannot serve two masters. We must take up our cross and follow him. And then it talks about Demas and how he was a good example here. Because in 2 Timothy 4.10, the first part says, For Demas has forsaken me, having loved this present world. It says, he left Paul because he loved the world. And notice the word present. Because he, okay, for Demas has forsaken me, having loved this present world. And it says, he left Paul because he loved the world. And notice the word present that describes the world. The world's going to fade away. It is here for now, and it can distract us. We all know um, very easily it can distract us, but what a foolish thing it is to leave what is eternal, which is God, for what is present, which is now the world. Um, I thought that was a good point because, I mean, obviously, it's a good point, but <laughs> it is so easy to get distracted with the world, and I can find myself getting, you know, just caught up in different things or you know, with my time, like even cleaning things that are good. I mean, it doesn't have to be necessarily anything that's bad, but I can get caught up in just being busy in my own time that I forget to, um, or not forget, but maybe like put Bible study or family worship on the back burner. And I'm like, I'll do that right before bed. And then guess what? Right before bed, it's like, oh yeah, I didn't do that. Or, you know, something to that extent. Um, do y'all have anything y'all want to add so far? as far as being loyal goes okay <laughs> y'all just stop me if y'all want to say something um and then it talks about on the next page page 79 how the world hates god and obviously nowadays that's more prevalent than ever well probably not but like i see it more than i've ever seen it um but i'm sure it's not um, in the history books, I'm sure there have been more examples and even to a higher extent. But anyways, the world hates God and in return, it will hate his followers. And it says as Christians, we are not of this world. And if we're not of this world, um, we shouldn't love the world. And on 79, it says, if you were of the world, the world would love its own yet because you are not of the world but i chose you out of the world therefore you the world hates you and that's john 15 19. when we understand the world the word rightly we can choose how sorry y'all we can see how foolish we are to be distracted by it if we want to follow christ the world will hate us if we want the world to love us god will hate us and that's what it boils down to so which will it be um and then Matthew 16, 26, <clears throat> for what profit is, is it to a man if he gains the whole world and loses his soul? Or what will a man give in exchange for his soul? I mean, that's pretty like harsh. Not harsh because it's the truth. I mean, it's straight from the Bible. But, um, I mean, you have to decide. You're either going to follow the world and be of the world or you're going to follow God and the world is not always going to like you. Um, I used to think that I understood that. Um, but nowadays, I think I'm starting to understand that more than ever. So, um, 
do y'all see examples of that like in your own life or um, just culture itself? I know you are. I know where Beth you have, baby. <laughs> Could you repeat the question, please? <laughs> I'm sorry, I don't mean to laugh. <laughs> You're I'm struggling, y'all, so hard. I'm going to say the same thing. <laughs> Look, I swear, I think Addie got like a leaf to drop of that monster. Who's crump? Do y'all see how you have to make a distinct choice between loving the world or loving God? I'm going to meet you, Betty. You're good. Yes. Well, just shake your hand. Yes, I do. I got you. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh my goodness. All right. So the next point says don't love the world. Um, all right. So adulterers and adulteresses do not, do you not know that friendship with the world is enemy, enemy with God? Whoever therefore wants to be a friend of the world makes himself an enemy of God. That's James 4, 4. And then in 1 John 2, 15, it says, do not love the world or the things in the world. If anyone loves the world, the love of the father is not in him. And then in Romans 12, 2, and do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what it, what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. And it goes to say that we're at war with the world. Um, this is why Christian women should not adopt the uniform of the enemy. Um, and as Christians, we shouldn't look, dress, act, or seek for approval of the world. Um, and you know that, I used to think that meant like, well, I have to like, you know, I don't know. I don't mean this offensive, but like, I have to like wear dresses that touch the floor and I can't wear makeup and I can't, well, you know, like, I don't know. I used to think that, but now when it says that you're not of the world and you shouldn't look and dress and well, I shouldn't, I take that now as like, I shouldn't be so concerned and tied up with the world that I put it before God or I shouldn't try to be pleasing the world I should be pleasing God because he's the one that matters and like we talked about at the beginning he's the one who's you know last the whole infinity like forever and ever and ever I'll be with him and this time right now is just a short tiny period and I, I don't remember exactly what chapter but in the family worship this week it was talking about that it was like why like we should strive to please God because it's just a short time that we have here on earth um, whereas we're going to be with him forever. So we shouldn't try to please ourselves now. We should be trying to please God. Um, then it talks about how Jesus is steadfast. His love for us does and will not end. And then in John 13, 1, it says, Now before the feast and the Passover, when Jesus knew that his hour had come, that he should depart from this world, to the Father, having loved his own who were in the world, he loved them to the end. And that's John 13, 1. And it says, Jesus was loyal to his disciples, and he continues to be. If we are his own, 
we can know for sure that he will love us until the end. This is a tremendous consultation consolation the world is fickle those who are in the world favor today and are out of favor tomorrow jesus on the other hand is is constant or consistent um it's talking about jesus and um you know he's eternal um and his love for us isn't going to change for those that are saved and it talks about how steadfastness um, is internal from the inside, and it's a heart attitude. Um, a steadfast heart sings praises. It's not afraid, and it trusts the Lord. Um, and then in Psalms 51, 7, my heart is steadfast, O God, my heart is steadfast. I will sing and give praise. And then in Psalms 112, 7, he will not be afraid of evil tidings. His heart is steadfast, trusting in the Lord. Steadfastness is internal. Like I said, a heart attitude. Notice that a steadfast heart sings praise and is not afraid and trusts the Lord. Even when bad news arrives, a steadfast heart hangs on because God is faithful. And I think that also comes with your walk in Christ when you, um, obviously when you get to know him more, um, you will become more steadfast because and also you'll be able to trust him more i mean that just comes with knowing him when you're in a relationship whether it be a friend or a spouse or a boyfriend or whatever i mean the, the longer you know him the more you trust him the more you get to know him the more you trust him um and so i think that that can grow for sure and you know it talks about even when bad news arrives arrives a steadfast heart hangs on because God is faithful and that's so important to um understand you know even when it looks like things are coming upon us or you know not going our way we've got to know that God is working all things for our good and his glory um steadfastness is stubborn and at first I was like what what are you talking about um and in 1 Corinthians 15, 58, Therefore, my beloved brethren, be steadfast and movable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, knowing that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. And <clears throat> it talks about a steadfast heart cannot be moved. That's what it's talking about. It's stubborn. It is taken up with the, Lord, the Lord's work, and it won't be shaken. Um and I feel like I'm going fast through this, so y'all stop me if y'all have anything to add or say. Um, and then it talks about warnings to be steadfast. And in Colossians 1.23 states, If indeed you continue in the faith, grounded and steadfast, and are not moved away from hope, from the hope of the glory which you heard, which is preached to every creature under heaven, of which I, Paul, become a minister. And then in, he, in Hebrews 13, 3, 14 says, For we have become partakers of Christ if we hold the beginning of our confidence steadfast to the end. And then another example or warning to be steadfast is 2 Peter 3, 17 through 18 says, You therefore believe, since you know this beforehand, beware lest you also fall from your own steadfastness, being led away with the error of the wicked, 
but grow in the grace and knowledge of the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. To him be the glory both now and forever. Amen. And then on the next page, it's talking about, it's warning you to be steadfast. It gives you our verses about being steadfast um, because for a season, we may, you know, um, face challenges where um, maybe we don't get um, that time that we need with God or uh, maybe we, you know, start, I don't know, maybe it's just a time where we withdraw um, a little bit from our relationship or whatever. It's warning you not to to main, maintain your steadfastness because um, you do not want to be taken, like you don't want to, that's when bad things start happening. Like for me anyways, when I have, you know, maybe step, step back and not put as much effort into my relationship with God or reading my Bible, I can kind of feel my steadfastness shaken um, because maybe I start to get anxious or maybe I start to look at the world for approval in small things or maybe it's even like, you know, with being a mom, like what they say about being a mom or um, maybe I start seeking other things as far as like, um, I don't know, like a different, um, like for me personally, maybe I start seeking like a different podcast that isn't maybe uplifting or um, teaching me sound biblical doctrine or, you know, something that I shouldn't because it's not edifying me in the mornings like I need and I know that I need. Um, so it's just wanting you to remain steadfast and don't stray from it because that's going to cause you to, well, for me, it was, you know, anxiety, allow things in that shouldn't, um, not allow things in, but, you know, cause things to be there that you could not have there. It'd be a lot easier to remain steadfast in the Lord. Um, and then on page, let's see, this warning, so said fast, steadfastness protects us from sin. Um, that's the next heading. And then it talks about in Psalms, 78 36 through 37 nevertheless they flattered him with their mouth and they lied to him with their tongue for their heart was not steadfast with him nor were they faithful in his covenant um and then first peter 5 9 resist him your adversary the devil steadfast in the faith and then it talks about a steadfast heart is not moved by flatters flatters or liars and is in a position of strength to resist the devil. Imagine how quickly the disloyal give way to temptation. So that's basically what I was just saying. You know, I find myself being anxious about things or looking towards the wrong thing because when I am not steadfast, those things happen. Um, so it's talking about, you know, if you remain steadfast, then your temptation will be a lot, um, it's not gonna overtake you as easily. So, um, steadfastness is the cause of joy. Colossians 2, 5. For though I am absent in the flesh, yet I am with you in the spirit, rejoicing to see your good order and the steadfastness of your faith in Christ. And this is Paul. Um, Paul rejoices that the Colossians are steadfast in their faith. This is what a blessing it is 
to others when they see that we are stubbornly loyal to Jesus Christ. It encourages them and gives them a cause to be loyal as well. And then it talks about run the race. And in Hebrews 21, I'm sorry, Hebrews 12, 1 through verse 2. Therefore, we also, since we are surrounded by a great cloud of witnesses, lay, let us lay aside every weight in the sin which so easily ensnares us, and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. Um, it says, many men and women have laid their lives down for the gospel's sake. They have stood steadfast until the end and have gained their reward. This is what loyalty and steadfastness means. Um, one prime example of this, of being steadfast um, and not letting the world persuade you. Um, I forget his name. There is a preacher in Canada. I'm sure y'all have saw. Um, actually, let's see. His name is James Coates. Um, Pastor James Coates, and he's in Canada, and he's in jail for having church. Um, and they actually, like, the judge wouldn't even see his trial or try to help him um, at all. And his family's at home, um, and they have him in, in jail for literally for having church. Um, so, I mean, this is a prime example of a man that said fast and is not going to waver and change just because the world calls him to. And I think we're seeing that nowadays more than ever. Um, I mean, it's absolutely insane some of the things that are happening. Um, in Philippians 1.6, when we remember that he is the author and finisher of our faith and that he who began a good work in you will complete it until the day of Jesus Christ. We can <clears throat> pluck up our courage and keep running the race before us. And then in Hebrews 6, 19, it says, This hope we have is an anchor of our soul, both sure and steadfast. And I know the um, message that Jason preached. I, I didn't hear it yesterday, but the one before that, or maybe before that, I don't know. One of the most re recent messages he preached was talked about our hope and how it lies in heaven and how, um, you know, that's our promise. Our promise is heaven. Our promise is to be, um, you know, with God forever. And how could we look at that and how much God gave for us and not have hope in that? Um, so remember to keep your mind on that. And that's where our hope comes from, not from the world. Um, and remain steadfast and loyal to the work of Christ. And while we're really here, um, because, you know, none of us know what tomorrow holds. Um, there was a family, one of Jason's really good friends and one of my really good friends. Um, they are good friends. So, I mean, not like, you know, directly, but are good friends, good friends. Um, actually they are four of them and the dad was on the way to school, bringing both kids to school and, um, they, I'm not sure what happened, but they had a wreck and the dad and both children, um, were killed. Um, you know, 
I mean, we don't know. We don't know how long our time is here. I say that to say, you know, we can sit here and say, oh, I'm 30. I, my grandma's, you know, 86. I have so much longer to live. Well, I don't know. I don't know how much more time I have. And the time that I do have, I don't want to question, God, did I, did I serve you? Did I, did I do my job on earth to preach your gospel? Did I live my life to it? I know I'll never be able to like, you know, like live up to what he did, but, or who he is. But as far as what I'm capable of, did I, did I, did I, I want to say make you happy, but you know, like, did I do a good job? Did I, um, you know, make a difference in the world for you? Um, that's why we're here. And I would hope that, you know, I would be able to answer that. And I'd hope that it would be a good thing. And like, you know, it talks about it. it's so easy to think about things in the world or get busy with our life or, you know, busyness, I think is my main thing that causes me um, the most problems. <laughs> because when I get in a hurry, sometimes I get angry or whatever. Um, but I get my mind focused off of God and on what I have to do or on, um, you know, fixing problems myself. And instead of that, I need to make sure that I remain steadfast and remember not to be anxious about things because the whole reason we're here isn't so that we can go to work tomorrow so we can pay our bills or so that we can pay our mortgage, whatever. All those are great things and yes, work is good and all that's great and dandy and we have to do that. But our main mission for life is to share the gospel. And so y'all just keep that in the forefront of your minds. Um, and if y'all have anything y'all can, y'all want to add, you're welcome to. And if not, we'll move on into the questions. <laughs> like, I said, if y'all have anything to add to that, y'all are welcome to. And I said, if not, we'll move on into the questions. <laughs> we'll move on into the questions. <laughs> hey, baby. <laughs> All right. The first question: How do you demonstrate your loyalty to Christ in your relationship to people? This could be your parents, your husband, your siblings, or friends. How do you demonstrate your loyalty to Christ in your relationships to people? she was in <laughs> y'all are doing a fabulous job with her 
Are you going to talk, Betty? It, like, puts you on the screen, so I didn't know if you were going to. Uh, it's probably her breathing. Um, <laughs> I think as far as, like, showing your loyalty, like you said, just, like, if you say you're going to do something, do it. So, like, in showing your loyalty to God, like, when you became a follower of Christ, you know, like, part of being a Christian is spreading the gospel and living for him, and, you know, that's what you need to do. That's how you need to live. That's how you need to act, and you need to show that, and in that, you have loyalty to God. Yeah, I agree. Um, and then also that can like be in your relationship with your husband. Like what does the Bible say your relationship with your husband should look like? What does the Bible say your relationship with your children, with your friends, you know, um, be loyal to them and we're not going to go backstabbing each other or gossiping about each other because that's not being an example of Christ. Um, and like when we do fail, you know, like this week, I, feel like I just got so frustrated with my own child and I'm like yelling and then I catch myself and I'm like you know I, I need to I, I know she's four but I need to ask her to forgive me because I'm not being Christ-like I'm like spent focus on myself and so I just said Arlie you know I'm sorry that I got so mad at you um I think like it was one thing after another and this was something stupid, like she dropped her donut. And I was like, really? Of all things, like you have to get that all over the car. You know, I just like lost it. And I'm like trying to pump gas and we we're trying to get out of the grocery store and blah, blah, blah. And then I like pumping gas. I'm like, you know what? I'm sorry. I'm not being Christ-like. I know this was an accident. Mama was upset. I know you didn't mean to, you know. But then I got saying, you know, but you have been, you know, like this is me. You need to make sure that you're honoring your father and mother, you know, but I don't need to be so prideful in myself that I don't ask for forgiveness. Um, that's the way that I, you know, at least this week have noticed being Christ-like with um, my child. <laughs> Does anybody else have anything they want to add? Okay. What are some of the common temptations to be disloyal? I think it's easy for us, especially as mothers with younger children, because we all have young children, and jobs and families and, and all of the other responsibilities that we have to forget to follow through with the plans that we make, you know, with like, I, like tonight, I completely faced that it was Monday night and we had Bible study, like totally. I mean, we, um, we up and decided this morning to go to New Orleans and packed up and headed out three hours, about halfway, and Addie's typed up on whatever it is she typed up on. <laughs> I completely spaced about it. So I think it's easy for us because we stay so busy. Yeah forget those responsibilities that are more important, you know. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. I was really tempted to, to bail out tonight. I mean, I text Garrett's mom, you know, last time Garrett's mom came and took Sadie and 
I was able to sit in the car and do it or I got somebody to watch Sadie well that wasn't the case tonight and I was like you know what I can't do this like it I'm just not gonna do it like I'm not gonna log on I'm not gonna do it but you know that's not right either like it turned out fine like you know thank god for ipads and headphones um well honestly it crossed my mind i feel like these are temptations like that we could like this is an example of remaining steadfast and loyal because i had the temptation honestly i was like well you know like arlie's sick and i look like crap and i mean i could just go rock her and like you know there's a million other things, but I'm like, no, like I'm going to remain faithful in this because I know this is making a difference, making a difference in myself if nobody else. Um, just remaining um, faithful in the small things. Like this is what matters. Like when we are in God's word, when we're growing, when we're encouraging each other, um, when we are making it a priority to put God first, even if it's for like 40 minutes, an hour, whatever every other week um you know i know that god honors that and that's the prime example of what this whole lesson is about um so i kind of had you know like excuses and being busy in time just like tori said um those, that was my answer yeah I'm gonna tell you right now this has been the most difficult group i haven't ever done she, I promise I can't even hear her. Like, you mute yourself, so I can't. Oh, no. I'm, I mute her when she starts getting, when I see my little square go green, I hit the mute button. Because she's been back here going, daddy, 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 mommy, daddy. Yeah. And now she's singing along the Shrek, and I swear, I, I don't know what happened. She was perfectly calm, and then we started this, and she's not calm. She's pumped. She saw me. No, I'm just kidding. Um, she's been off and on like that all day today. So, but, hey, I'm glad because you can ask Laura Beth. Uh, Friday, she was sick. Like, bad sick Friday. Her was so she, snuggly, though. That's how Arlie That's how she's snuggly. <laughs> Arlie asked me to snuggle her today. I was like, oh, yes, come here. Come here now. I know. I have to say. You know, I took this whole week off, and I ended up taking the last two days of last week off, too, because I had PTO time that I wasn't going to get back. And she had started bonding with me more. And, like, Friday, or not Friday, Saturday, when she still wasn't feeling quite that good, and she gets sick all day, Jesse got up to go to the gym. First thing out of her mouth was, Mama. Oh. Well, we stayed in that bed for, like, an hour and a half, and I took full advantage of the bed. <laughs> and I am really excited and looking forward to the fact of being home every night with her and being able to do these a lot easier and not having to be at work when I do them. And being off every weekend. It's going to be great. That bonding time is going to be so good for y'all. I find myself like in the summer when I have all that extra time with Arlie, like when I go back, I just cry and cry. It's just so hard because you bond, you know, like you just have so much time. Like today I was like, man, this is the life. Like I could just <laughs> stay home with Arlie and clean the house and, you know, cook supper and clean more and whatever. But um, not, I know it's not reality for me. But. Betty and Jesse, 
What? I'm supposed to come work for Betty. <laughs> Just kidding. Y'all look, random little thing here. We're headed down the highway. Addie's still screaming. Jesse just randomly hands me a wad of $1 bills. Okay, we're not going to discuss this one. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't know where it came from. Oh, okay. Gas money. So, all right. Hi, Jesse. Car rides are hilarious with us. <laughs> Um, all right, so number three, how can you resist those temptations? So basically, <clears throat> the temptations that we've all had tonight, how did y'all resist them? Betty said, just say no, <laughs> or just say suck it, it up, buttercup. <laughs> yep, I had to unmute to say I literally took like a three minute nap so that I could do this, and I'm good. For like forty minutes. Power naps are amazing. Mm. Yeah. Well, thank you, Tasha. <laughs> I, I think I, a lot thank of you guys it for being with me. I, 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 it's kind of. I didn't know who you were at first. <laughs> I hadn't seen you in so long. I forgot your face. You saw her like last weekend at your son's birthday party. Casey. I'm just saying. I'm literal. <laughs> I don't get things. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm just saying. I've been missing you. <laughs> I really have no excuse because I got a nap today. Arlie said, I want to snuggle and watch Elena in my bed. And I was like, okay. Hey, Addie. Um, I'm, I'm sorry. Laura Beth, please say hey to her. Hey, baby. <laughs> Hi. Back here saying, hey, Betty, hey, Betty, hey, Betty. <laughs> hey, baby. <laughs> you tell Addie, hey. You say, hey, Betty. Say, hey, Addie. <laughs> Did you hear her? She whispered it. Yeah. Uh -huh. We're stopping at the gas station. Man, so cute. I can't wait for Fisher to get here. He's going to be so cute. All right. We're so. Um, number four. Can you think of how women in their teens are commonly tempted to be disloyal to their parents and Christian friends? That Ooh, teens are hard. Me. That question to me was kind of like, what? what? And I was like, well, maybe Jaylen will be here. <laughs> maybe she can answer this for us, but she's not here. Kayla's here. Hey, Kayla. Going to pay right yes. now. Yes. No. She's like, I'm bumming out of the car. I got to get. <laughs> yeah, she had I to go to the bathroom. That's why we stopped. But she said a lot of what they deal with is the peer pressure factor because That's there's no religion say. in most schools anymore. Mm -hmm. um, she was telling us the other day about this kid that's like one or two grades below her that brings his Bible and stuff every every day to school. And they expelled him for praying over his food. Oh my goodness. You yeah. know what I think about is like developmental wise, like where they're at, like what is your priorities as a teenager to fit in and have friends and socialize. That's and what she was talking about. She was saying that, you know, with the previous guy she was dating it was very like not a, not atheist but against religion 
And then the guy she sees now is very Southern, in church all the time kind of thing. And it's two totally different worlds for her. That's, I think that's a lot of the main temptations that they deal with is the people that they're around and trying to fit in and not be made fun of and not be bullied. She got a new boyfriend? Yes. I'm so glad. This one's still in school and has goals. (laughs) Yes. I'm pumped. He's a cute little southern country boy that plays football, and his dad and Jesse grew up together, and he lives like four miles from our house. And That's an answered prayer for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I bet Jesse. He, he's cool. awesome. Yes. And Kenzie has a little boyfriend now, too. No, we ain't having that now. He's a cute little boy. Um, He's still, at, yeah, he's in school, of course. He goes to church regularly, good set of parents. Um, his dad is mixed, so he's got a real pretty complexion, but he's, he's a good kid, like a good kid. That's good. I mean, I think that's one thing, like, my mom always taught me was, like, pray for your kids every night. Pray for their friends. They'll be surrounded by godly people and praying for their spouse starting from the time, you know, they're born or you're pregnant with them you know like just pray every day that you know that's in God's will that they have a good godly support system and it's important too like well all of our kids have all of our kids at church you know what I mean? like they have each other um, to keep them as they grow older um you know um What's that word I'm looking for? Accountable. Yeah, accountable. Yeah. <laughs> hey, baby. And we but that's talking. always that's the hardest it. part with kids is keeping them accountable because there's some things where you're just like, you really don't want to get on to them, but you kind of have to. Well, and like I said, you know, by them having other people who are like-minded and, you know, in church together, that's one avenue that they have support. Um, you know, I used to get so mad at my mom when she would say, You're going out, baby. I can't hear you. Sound like a robot. Around. But I mean, thank you now. What? Can you hear me now? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Like, I used to get so mad at my mom as a teenager. I know you used to get mad at your mom when you were a teen because she said you are what you hang around. What you hang around. Surrounded by, like um, Tori said, the accountability. Like you, can you still hear me? Bare, Am I yeah, robotic? No, no baby. Um, Anyways, talking about the accountability, I mean, like, if you hang around people who don't have high standards and hold themselves accountable, then you're not going to either. Yep. I forget the ba- the memory verse, but there was one this week. Was it like, I don't want to say this, not memory verse, Bible verse. I don't want to, is it something like, bad company corrupts good morals is that in the bible 
I promise I read that, but I don't remember if it was my devotional or if it was in the Bible. No? Tasha? I don't know. I've heard bad character corrupts good morals, but I'm not sure if it's in the Bible. <laughs> it's probably not in the Bible, y'all. I just, it might be. <laughs> I read it. If it is, I'll ask Jason. If it oh, is. Hang on. <laughs> hey, yeah, it was like that before. Um, Addie, stop it. So what's the most difficult thing you deal with at school as far as God goes? <laughs> Yeah, like um, uh, it can be anything from peer pressure from other students. You know, I guess it's, it's kind of embarrassing to be the only one who stands up to pray when they pray over intercourse. This is hard being the only one who stands up when they pray over the intercourse, and everybody else just sits down and like nobody stands up for the pledge or anything. Everything's so corrupt now. Don't go to the bathroom. Don't go to the bathroom in the big stall. Don't let your kids go in the big stall. Don't want to know what happens in the big stall. Y'all, we've been in a car for like three hours at this point. If they come home and they... And they're both a little delusional. You've been in the big stall? Because they've been in the big stall. And this, this is why she's so hyper. This right. It's got sugar. And it's corn syrup. And they've been eating Skittles and M&M's. All right, number four. This is the last one. How can you recognize in your shell, in yourself, when you are not being steadfast? Okay. Oh. to ditch in Bible group. Look. <laughs> I get more irritable when I don't like follow along with like my Bible studies and reading and doing these groups with y'all. I snap easier. Like it's like it's almost like I can't control my emotions as well. Which y'all most of y'all know already I struggle with that in the first place from some of the issues that I have. I get mood swings, I guess would be the way to put it. Yeah, I basically wrote the same thing. Like, um, the world starts to get to me. And, yeah. You know, whether it be like, like being anxious or um, comparing or looking for approval, like, you know, like. In I get depressed way. a lot easier. My anxiety flares up a lot easier. But I've noticed, too, like, the weeks when we don't do our Bible study and I miss a couple of days on like my Bible lessons and stuff, I, I snap at her a lot easier when she's having her little episodes, but she can't help. She can't control them. And he brings back all of this. Me sticks and candy. You want some meat sticks? Y'all pray right. for me. I still have two hours in the car. That's going to be like the hashtag of this. Y'all on a beef stick? She's so good. Y'all on a beef stick? <laughs> oh, goodness. <laughs> All right. Does anybody else have anything they want to say or add? God is sovereign. And he has shown that once again through this video of all the examples that we've had just tonight. So there you go. Um, our chaos. <laughs> um, 
thank y'all for joining us and I will um, try to get this podcast up tonight. Last time I waited a while, I didn't mean to. Um, so next week, not next week, the next week, let's, um, I'm going to study chastity and modesty and I'm going to see if it would be possible to do both of them together and I'll let you know um, for sure we're going to go ahead and do them both together. Once I get into it, it might have more than I anticipate, but I'll let y'all know for sure. And then I'm still, um, I'm looking at the book that Tasha recommended and y'all let me know if y'all have any more recommendations and I will um, look at those also. And we'll hey, start before y'all go, we can turn the recording off. Let me know. Hold on. I can. Let's see. But like I was saying, I'll get the um, um, Bible study together and it's not the Bible study, but the book study together and get the ball rolling on that. Um, because I know that Little Fisher will be here before too long. So, um, thanks for listening. I hope you enjoy our study. Join us again.